Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Off the Boards. My name is Kenny Stubblefield. Y'all know what we do here. Um, we've been interviewing football players for the last uh, couple of months, man, and I'm excited because we have our very first offensive lineman on this show. We got Jacob Likes with us today, man. What's going on, Jacob? Hey, nothing much. Got workouts. Glad to be here. Absolutely, man. So I'm, I know this is an audio-only podcast, but I'm looking mm-hmm. at you right now. And you look like you just went through a workout. Tell us about yep. your workout this morning, man. How did it go? Uh, you know, early morning. So it's not as bad as it would be in the afternoon, but it's still hot. You know, out there running. Uh, you know, big conditioning day to day. Went in there, did some squats, power cleans, overhead press, a lot of hamstring work. You name it. I mean, you're in there working for sure. So, what is the most important part of? Like if you can, if you could name, like I know strength up top is important, power and stability in your base is important. But as an offensive lineman, like what is it that you're like, man? If I could do this exercise or or concentrate on this muscle group, this is what's going to help me be successful on the field this year. I mean, legs and hips; those are the two. I'll definitely say I can't pick one specific workout, but I mean, squat, power clean get your hamstrings right, you know, those, the lower half, your hips and legs are really what's probably the most important to get right. I mean, because you can be strong up top, but if you're getting bowled over, if you can't move side to side, then it's going to be. If you don't have a strong base for that upper body to sit on, that body strength does nothing for you. Absolutely. So how was spring football this this spring for you, and how are summer workouts going so far? Spring football was good, uh, you know. Glad to get back out on the pads with the guys. Glad to, you know, start getting some more chemistry going with the, you know, O-line and the whole team in general. Uh, in spring, you know, workouts just going good. You know, got to get together. You know, got to bond as O-line. You know, we're trying to do a lot of stuff outside of workouts. You know, O-line, we got to be a tight-knit group. What do you do? Like, how do you do that? Like, is it – how do you become a tight-knit group on, on the offensive line? Because you, you – this is your – it's so interesting to me how – I grew up playing basketball – and and I played in the paint. I was a big guy in the paint. Never yep. were going to see me playing point guard or anything like that. I didn't have the handles, didn't have the – there's different skill sets for different positions. But you have had to change positions a couple of times now. Last year was your first year playing center for the, for the offensive line. This year you're playing center again. Mm-hmm. But there has been a consistent um, 
switching of positions. How does that work in the offensive line? Is that is that difficult to do, or well, is it kind of the same techniques? Okay, well, it's different, but our uh, our line coach, Coach Bridge, his big thing is uh, we don't play a position. We play offensive line. So, like, last year, there was a, a drive. I had to get thrown in a guard last year for uh, one drive. I mean, you just got to know how to play everything, like, especially um, – with the schemes you like we have to know every position we're not just quizzed on our own position like when we get quizzed on play stuff like that we have to draw the entire offense the line and like you know we got to know what everyone's doing and then yeah when we get to practice we'll do like position specific like drills and techniques but at the same time like we still have to know what everyone does because at any moment you can i can get thrown at guard if you know i need to know how to do tackle i need to do i need to know everything how are you enjoying center, the center position so far? You know, I love it. I like it. I mean, I like – I like just uh, – I guess I could say in control. I like going out there and being able to read the defense. I like being out there, you know, making calls, you know, communicating with Seth back there, talking about, you know, what the defense is looking like, what we should do. You know, I, I love it. What are the communications like between you – between a center and a quarterback, specifically between you and Seth – um, what are the communications like in terms of as you're in the huddle walking up to the line, obviously the line gets out first and y'all get up there and y'all are pointing out coverages and things like that. What's the communication like between the center and his quarterback? Well, most of the times it's uh, not even really communicating. Well, it's communicating. I got to say it loud enough so he can hear it. But there are some situations where I have to look back at him and like double check or ask a question or he'll ask a question for me. But for most of the part, you know, most of the time, we both just we make we say stuff loud enough that both of us can hear it, and we communicate with whoever we need to communicate after that. But no, it's good. Uh, me and Seth have a good, great relationship and uh, communicate very well. Yeah. So how was it? You know, last year, obviously, um, I think most pundits and analysts would say that the quarterback position in 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 football is the most important position in all of all of sports really because of, of the level of, of knowledge and, and knowing everything that's going on out there, the ball is always in the quarterback's hands. Um, what was it like building that continuity with Seth as a true freshman last year? Well, since the moment he stepped on campus, uh, off the field, you know, more loose of a guy, you know, fun guy. I love hanging out with him. But as soon as he touches the field or gets anywhere around a helmet or football, it's locked in. Like, just different person. Like, he's – I call him a field general. You know, he's – when he first got here, I was like, man, who's this freshman? You know, he's he's out here, you know, locked in, all this. And, like, just was acting different. But, you know, spring ball with him, fall camp with him. I was like, all right, this guy, you know, he's locked in. He's ready to go. You know, he, he might be a freshman, but mentally he is not a freshman. He's way beyond that. I mean, you guys had, um, in terms of skill positions, the team last year introduced a new quarterback and Brandon had his first real year as a redshirt freshman um, running the ball. Yes. Obviously, the offensive line played a huge role. I mean, with, with all of that, with – Seth and Brandon being brand new to the to the actually playing on the field um you guys still were extremely effective on the offensive end of the of of the ball um throughout the year I mean I think passing wise y'all were 16th in the country and 38th overall you know I mean, that that's 
for to have a true freshman quarterback and a redshirt freshman running back, um, you've got to attribute that to the offensive line. I think in terms of y'all's continuity and stability, like how important was the experience on the offensive line last year to basically kind of keep the ship moving for the Tigers offense. Yeah, you know, I mean, that was my third season last year, so I've been in the system. I know how it works. But, again, that was my first year starting. So having guys like, you know, Dylan Parham next to me, uh, Isaac Ellis, Evan Fields, and Matt Dale, like all these guys that played a lot of minutes, played a lot of games, uh, you know, we just – we had a great offense line last year, great group. We were very tight-knit. You know, we're all together. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter who you put in there. The system's a system. We keep rolling. That's right. Man, obviously, so y'all took the offensive line took a pretty big hit this this off season, losing Dylan. Um, I mean, it's crazy, man. Like I've been covering the Tigers football team for five years now, and um, one of the first interviews I did was with Dylan as he was about to move over to the offensive line, and to see him that first year and to see him his final year at Memphis. Um, right. It was really impressive, the transformation in his body, number one. And then number two, just how dominant of an offensive lineman he was throughout his time at Memphis. Um, so you played with Dylan for a couple of years. How comforting was it to have a guy of his caliber next to you? I mean, it was nice. You know, I, I, can, make sure, I can make my calls and know Dylan has that guy. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, that's what I'm saying with the chemistry with the office line. I trusted everyone that was next to me last year. I, I mean, obviously you had Dylan. I know if I stand the guy up, Dylan's going to be able to lay him out for me. If I, you know, toss him to Dylan's side, Dylan will pick him up. You know, Dylan was definitely different. But when it came to all five across the line, we all trust each other. We all, like, I never had to change anything about my calls, about the way I would scheme things up because of anybody on the office line. You know, we were all, you know, five fingers on a fist. We are all together, you know. Mm. I like that. Five fingers on the fist. I like that. That's that's really good. So, like, football, to me, as somebody who is um, an active student of the game, um, who spent most of my life watching basketball, understanding the game of basketball, but not really, you know, learning the game of football and trying to understand it more, um, football is definitely, to me, the ultimate team game. You know, you've got – 11 guys on both sides of the ball and all of you have an assignment that if one person messes up an assignment, that play could be blown up. And that doesn't happen often in any other sport. You in basketball, you could, how many, how many buckets are made off of broken plays? Well, most of the time in football, if you break a play, it it ain't, you ain't getting yardage out of it. Um, I mean, there there goes the saying again, five fingers on the fist. I mean, like, that's what we talked about in our line room. We have a giant sign that says we're all connected because if four of us, like you said, if four of us, we pancake our guy, have a great block, whatever you want to say. But then one guy decides to take the play off, the whole play's busted. So how important to you is like to the overall game of football, you look at the, you look at the, the, the stars and you look at the, the, the awards. And a lot of times it's, skill position guys that get all the love because you see them long passes and long runs and, you know, fantastic catches and throws and things like that. But from a, from a lineman's perspective, how important is your job out there? Oh, it's very important. I mean, we take great pride in what we do. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously you know, we don't get a lot of love. We're the only, uh, I think we're the only position in all of sports that doesn't have a stat line. 
the only stat line we get is false starts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we take great pride in what we do. Uh, I mean, it's our job. That's why, again, we're a tight knit group. We, we all we guys each other. I mean, don't grant it. You know, all the uh, skill position groups, they all love us. You know, they all, all right. give us love. I'm, you know, people watching the game and stuff like that. No, only time they notice stuff is if we give up a sack, if we jump off sides. You know, <laughs> right. But we take, we love what we do. We take great pride in it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So let's, let's take, we've been talking football for a little bit. Right. kind of on the field let's take a step back i want to ask a little bit about jacob likes when did you so you're from the city of memphis man like you um have you lived here pretty much your whole life yeah i was uh i grew up out in eads you know went to uh high school at christian brothers you know i've lived here my whole life all my mm-hmm. family's from here so what's it like playing for the the city you grew up in the university of the city you grew up in you know, it's pretty cool. I love it because, like you said, it's the team I grew up, you know, watching. I, the team I grew up around. I remember, you know, going to Tiger games. I remember when I was a little kid, it was uh, when we would play UAB every year. Our youth football league had this thing where if you had, like, good grades and stuff like that, you were able to run around the field at the Battle of the Bones every year. I remember doing that, like, every year. So, I mean, it's awesome to be in the same field playing in the same, you know, same city. Is it – have you noticed a difference in – you know, we, they call Memphis Hoop City. They call Memphis, you know, everything's basketball, basketball, basketball. But have you noticed a change in the in, in the city of Memphis in terms of its knowledge of football and its passion behind the game? Absolutely. I mean, like I, said, I remember going to those games as a kid. Uh, the fan support was not like it is now. Uh, I would say when I was probably late middle school is when – all my friends, they were like, oh, Memphis football. Memphis football. People started wearing Memphis stuff. And they're like, they're not talking about basketball. They're talking about the football team. And then through high school, then that's everyone watching football games. You know, we're talking about the recruits that Memphis is getting. Um, and then once I got here, you know, my first year, I'm very blessed. My first year was, you know, 2019. And right. that the great was um great year to come into. Um, and especially since then, I mean, 
it's just a, a hot topic now within the city, you know, and more people are talking about the football team versus the basketball team. And I mean, they're both great, you know, athletic programs, but I'm, you know, I'd say like, they're both no longer like basketball, no longer on top. I would say we're right next to each other. You know, we're both hot topics. Well, I would agree with that. I think, you know, I think that there is, especially in college sports, um, you can be a, you can be a basketball city, um, but the success of a college program, an athletic department is largely contingent on how good your football program is. And when the football team is good, then your athletic department can be successful. Um, I, I know you went to CBHS and CBHS has for years been kind of a filter system, a, filter, a feeder system into the SEC. And a lot of guys from the CBHS have, have gone on to play um, for some of the larger programs around this area. Um, and I'm sure you had schools like that coming after you, some P5 schools coming after you. What what was it about Memphis that made you say, you know what, man, like I'm going to go here? For one, I wanted a school that was all in on me. I went to school that like, hey, you're my guy. And that was the thing, you know, Memphis came at me early and they were all about me. And Coach Sofield and, you know, did a great job. You know, he just showed me the opportunities I had here and everything that I could be at Memphis and just showed me all the love and, you know, got me. I was like, you know what? I, I, cause I shut down my recruitment early. Like right. I committed, I committed in July. But I'll be honest, I knew probably in June. Um, but I, you know, it's a big decision. I was trying to, you know, still weigh on my options. But no, I mean, from the moment they started recruiting me, like I instantly felt something. I felt a connection with the program, with the team. I felt like, you know, if every time I came here, it felt like home. Um, and yeah, so I didn't, you know, I never really cared about the names of schools or like, you know, I cared about what was the best fit for me. And Memphis was definitely the best fit for me. Did you get any pushback on that from anybody at, at, you know, in your community that was like, yo man, like, Hey, you know, Memphis is great, yeah. but did you ever get any pushback on that? You know, it was, it's funny you say that. Yeah. There was, there were some guys that uh, definitely that were fans of some uh, other schools that were looking at me and they were like, Oh, you should, you should have like took it up on them. I'm like, no, I, you know, I'm not interested and blah 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 but it was funny because after my freshman year I uh either a beat the school that everyone was interested in or I uh we had a much better record and went to a better bowl than the school that they were talking about went to 2019 was that the first game of the year yeah baby a lot we have a lot of fans uh and that wasn't even really a school that was like really looking at me that heavy but they were like, oh, you should go try for them. I'm like, they're not going for me. I'm not going to go for them. Like, right. I'm this works. But it's just. You're like, I want to go to a place that I'm wanted. I want to go to a place it, that I know that if I commit here, they are all in on me just like I'm all in on them. And that's the thing. Like, uh, I want I want a place that feels like home. And it was funny because uh, after I committed, a couple of schools did try, like, to reach out to me. But oh, my. Uh, yeah. And um, my O-line coach from a uh, high school who actually played for the University of Memphis back in the day, he played O-line as well. Um, he told me, uh, once you commit, treat it like a girlfriend, don't cheat on them. Right. And so 
once I'm not one of those guys that when you commit, I'm a hundred percent committed and then flip three more times afterwards. When I'm, you know, when I committed, I shut down everything. Memphis was the only school I was talking to. And that's pretty abnormal in, in college recruiting and college football recruiting. Like usually commitments are great. Like everybody wants to get a commitment. It's like, Oh, this is, I mean, the Tigers football team just had four commitments uh, mm -hmm. this, this weekend, some pretty heavy, some pretty big time uh, commitments, but yeah. it's always that kind of like, Oh man, we got to get to the signing day. You know, we got to get to signing and see what happens. But you're, you're of that mentality that you're like, listen, man, once I commit, I'm all in, I'm ready to go. I don't want a schools to wait. Like when I was recruiting, my mindset was, I don't want to waste a school's time. So I don't want, you know, to waste theirs. Right. Like I want to be a mutual thing. Like if they're going to, you know, if I'm going to waste their time, I can't expect anything different from a school. Yeah. If I, if I, I don't want to waste your, I don't want you to waste my time. So I'm not going to waste yours kind of a deal. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, you know, it's a relationship. You got to build it. And I don't, I'm not about, you know, burning bridges, breaking relationships. I'm about, you know, just being honest and straight, you know, straightforward about how I feel about things. I love it. I think that's awesome. So obviously y'all are in the throes of summer workouts and you just got done with spring football. Um, what I know that there's, there's been a little changeover in the offensive line this year. You'll still have some veterans coming, you know, that are playing, but who are some of those young offensive linemen that, that, that has impressed you so far. Uh, and I, I don't want to, I know it's tough to kind of single people out, but you yeah. know, if you could, who's one guy or two guys that you're like, man, this guy's been impressive so far to me. Um, McCainland Pounders is one. He's been working very hard. He's, you know, putting the hours, doing extra work, doing everything he can. He has been, uh, like I said, just working very hard. He's been impressed me by his uh, mentality he's had this summer. Um, I think a lot of folks are excited about McKaylin. I, I think yeah. when he when he when he committed, everybody's like, "Whoa, okay, that's a huge get." Excited say, to see not, what he can do. Hard not to be excited. I mean, he's got great natural ability. Uh, it's all there, right in front of him. And like I say, he's working to get it all, you know, perfected. Work, you know, worked out for him. Um, and then I'm gonna say him just because technically he is younger than me. Uh, Jonah Gamble. He's, you know, great guy. Uh, me and him have been talking about this since the moment he got here, pretty much. Right. Uh, you know, me and him are locked in together. Uh, me and him, like, we work out together. We run together. Every, we do everything together. So we push each other, you know, together. Uh, but he, you know, he's always done it since he got here. You know, he continues to work. He continues to lead. He, you know, great teammate, great guy. And he, I think he's going to have a standout year this year. And, you know, it's so interesting. I was actually um, – I saw Jonah, um, one of the first – I think when he came in for his official visit um, okay. at, at a game. I don't remember which game it was. It was in the 2019 season. And it was so interesting to me. Like, obviously, he's a difficult person to miss. He's freaking <laughs> monstrous. He's huge. Um, but it is so interesting to me to be to, to see how these guys have come in and how the there's this like behind the scenes grind for a couple of years where it's like you you don't just come in automatically and play as a true freshman especially on the yeah. offensive line like you got to put in your work and time like what is how difficult is that to like stay mentally engaged during those times where you're hey you're not going to play right now but you got to grind like this is not a wasted time period for you 
I mean, freshman year, uh, I, you know, a lot of guys come in freshman year thinking that they're going to play, thinking, you know, that they're the guy, but then they come in and we all had that welcome to college moment, that welcome to Memphis moment where you just get humbled. You get like, I don't want to use the term, but basically put in your place. Like, hey, you're a freshman. You know, I'm a fifth year senior. I know what I'm doing. I've been here longer. Either follow me or, you know, you're going to struggle. Or hit the door, right? Like, yeah. yeah. And so that's that's the way we do. It's like, hey, we want you with us. But if we can't bring you along with us, we're not going to stop everybody else just to wait on you. But, I mean, no doubt, like, you know, my freshman year, everyone's freshman year is really tough. Because, you know, you go from being the guy in high school, especially for me, I came in, you know, with a torn ACL. So I was, you know, even more behind. But, yeah, you know, you come from high school being the guy. You come from, you know, being recruited. And then you get here and you're surrounded by all these guys that's been here for years. And you're just trying to soak up as much as you can because, you know, some, like I said, some guys come in thinking that they'll play, thinking that they'll play. And then by a couple of weeks in, they're like, oh, I don't have a chance this year. You know, there's, there's guys like Dustin Woodard, for example. He's a guy that came in and played. There are guys like that, but I'll say 90% of the time, you got to redshirt, you got to wait your turn, you got to learn for a year. And so in 2019, your redshirt freshman year, what was your mm -hmm. welcome to the Tigers moment? <laughs> uh, Bryce Huff. <laughs> Bryce Huff. Bryce Huff. Tell me about uh, it. Um, it was probably like my it was like my first or second week back from my ACL. And it was fall camp and I was on scout team and I had to do a kick out pool block on uh on Bryce. And I, I saw his Bryce and I was like, all right, you know, gotta buckle up. Fast. Oh speed. Well, I pulled, I got as low as I could, as fast as I could. I was like, you know, just ran and hit him. Um, I made the block, I think. It wasn't great. It wasn't pretty. But like I said, I hit him with everything I had. And But I, he, like, I, I don't even know he, how hard he was going. But he just lowered his shoulder back into me. And I contacted. And I, was, I was seeing stars for a second. And then I, they're like, I just line back up. I'm like. That's just one, you know, that's just a normal play out here. I'm like, good Lord, you know, like, all right, let's go, you know, time to rock. And there, so, yeah, that, that's my, that was my welcome to Memphis moment. I think Bryce Huff gave a lot of people welcome to uh, college football moments. And now being in the NFL, dude's just, he's a monster, man. Uh, he's, he's something different, no doubt. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> I'll always, I'll always remember that. Like I said, he probably has no idea if I told him what he's talking, what I'm talking about, but as a little freshman coming in, that was like my first like big hit. Right. I was like, man, every snaps like this, like it's all this fast, it's all this physical. Like, you know, you know, high school that would have been like, oh, like big hit, you know, like big moment. But like, who's an awesome from the crowd? And he's going, I forgot about that, like immediately. Exactly, and so that's what I'm saying. Everyone has like that little welcome, and some people it's more gradual, but like some, you know, I'll say a lot of people do have that snap, like, oh, all right, I'm here. This is what it's like. Mm -hmm. I got you, man. So uh, last couple of questions for you. Um, as an offensive lineman, when y'all get back into that, in the, in the O-line room and y'all mm -hmm. are talking about a practice, post-practice, post-game, what statistic are you looking at after the game 
or practice to say this was a successful practice, a successful game? What is it sacks given up? Is it amount of running yards, amount of passing? What is it that you guys look at and say, okay, as a whole, as a five, five-fingered fist, we were successful today? So, I mean, there's definitely stuff we look at. Like, yeah, we do take a look at the sacks. We do um, – we like to tally up how many rushing yards we get. Um, that's, you know, we've put great value into that stat. Um, but for the most part, you know, Coach Bridge always says, like, our job as an offense is just to score one more point than the defense. I mean, than the other team. Mm. And so we don't really – we're not a big stat, you know, group. We go in, and even if – Let's say we go into a game, we rush for 300 yards and give up zero sacks and win by 30. We're going to go in the next day and we're going to still have an hour long cut up of the game. Right. Or watch every play and be like, this is what you messed up. So, good or bad, we're going to go through and we're going to watch footwork. We're going to watch hand placement. We're going to watch technique. We're going to watch if I messed up with my calls. Right. So, we don't look, we don't care too much about the stats. We care more about, how we performed as a group and how we can get better. That's good. That's good. That's interesting. So it's, it's more so about the technique more than about the stats for y'all, like looking at. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Cause like there'll be a, you know, a play where I think I had like this crazy great block I threw a dude to the ground and then it comes up on film. I'm like, Oh, it must be for someone else. And he rips me because you know, my hands were too wide or my feet got too close together, you know, whatever right. it might be. Right. And you know, he, I got to realize I know it was a good block. I know like I did my assignment, but I can do it better. Right. So got to be perfect every time almost. Right. Drive for perfection. All right. So I got some fan questions for you. They wanted to know a little bit more about Jacob likes. Um, All right. What is your favorite place to eat in the city of Memphis? Oh, come on now. Um, <laughs> a lot of good food, man. Hey, there's so many places. Uh, I mean, there's, like, my favorite places to eat, and then, like, there's, like, my most frequently places that I eat. Okay. Um, I go by Huey's a lot. Man, come on. Love Huey's. Love Huey's. Um, and then uh, Patrick's. I don't, yes. I I just – we go there a lot. It's a regular place for us that we go to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, it's close. Some sneaky but, good food, man. You know, it's – not a lot of people know about it. I like it. Uh, I'm also, I'm like a big food truck guy. I like going to, you know, I like trying different places. Yeah. But, uh, man, that's tough. Cause I love central barbecue. Um, another slip, I think, uh, German commissary is really good. But if I had to pick like my favorite, I'm probably after this, I'm gonna think of one. I'm gonna get upset that I forgot it, but I'm gonna go probably, you know, central and Huey's as mm -hmm. my like good places. I love Huey's, man. I, I I know there's a lot of like good burger spots that are coming here. You know, like the the, the chains, like Five Guys is here. You've got um, you've got um, In and Out's been trying to get here for a while, and you got Waterburger coming. You got Babalu. Babalu is good. Babalu burgers are good. For me though, man, you just can't beat a, a Huey's no. old uh, Huey's old fashioned, right? And then you got in Philly there. Yeah. Uh, they just got they got a lot of good options. That's, Fiesta, that's probably the Fiesta chicken wrap is one of my favorites. Right. That's whenever people come into Memphis, like and like they stay for a while. I'm like, what should we eat? I take them to Central, take them to Gus's, I take them to Huey's. How do you decompress from football? I know that at one point you were 
um, training to be a pilot, but what are some of the hobbies that you enjoy? Well, I, I love being outside. Like if I'm cooped up all day, I feel like, I don't know, stressed out. Right. So like, I, uh, I got a dog. I'll go outside with him and play with him all day. Yeah. Uh, whenever I get the chance, uh, you know, fishing, I like go like with my dog going on walks with him. Um, like this summer I'm we're taking a family trip, uh, going, you know, kayaking up in Kentucky. I mean, just anything outdoors. If I'm outside, you know, reading a book, playing with my dog, doesn't matter. Like I'm, as long as I'm outside, like I'm, that's usually calms me down a little bit. So you're a, uh, are you, you like the heat, you like the summertime heat in Memphis. To a degree. I mean, <laughs> to a degree, <laughs> you know, this week is, this week looks a little toasty. Uh, but you know, yeah, I can, I can stand the heat, you know, like I said, I grew up here, so I'm kind of used to it, but yeah, I mean, my back porch right now is covered by trees. So the sun's not hitting me. So I can sit out there all day. You're good. Yeah. You're I'm, good. I'm set up, but even, and a weird thing is like going outside and like just cutting the grass, just going outside and just doing your anything outside. Like it just yeah. stress reliever. So yesterday I spent all day building a fence at my house yeah. and mowing my yard and I, I live on about an acre and so I push mow every week my yard mm -hmm. and there is something relaxing and enjoyable about mowing your yard and being able to see yes like one strip over like look at what I'm doing like look at the the impact that I'm making the 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 work that I'm doing I love it there's something relaxing about that for me no I agree that's you know just being able to see your work immediately but all the work we do a lot of times is you don't see the immediate impact, but being like doing manual labor, things like that. You're like, man, I love being able to see it right away. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what game are you looking forward to the most on the schedule this year? Mm. All of them. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a guy that really circles one on the calendar. I mean, there's some games, you know, I mean, I, I really take it one game at a time. So first game I'm looking forward to is Mississippi state. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, like I said, first game, that's what I'm, I'm preparing for. Um, so I'm ready for that game. Uh, but, you know, playing Houston every year, that's always a game to look forward to as well. Um, so, but no, I don't, I'm, I'm not a really big uh, circle the calendar kind of guy. Uh, you know, Houston, I suppose, would be one, and Mississippi State would be another one. Um, I'll say those are probably the top two if I had to answer. I mean, it's gonna be fun to get up to Starkville this year, I think, and be be in the uh, be in the 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 stadium with all the cowbells and you know all the you're gonna see a lot of local Memphians that are Mississippi State fans there. It's gonna be an enjoyable experience, I think. Oh, they're upset. A lot of my friends that I went to high school with are Mississippi State fans, and uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah, they're they're not happy about. It. They're all gonna be going down uh, first game of the year for that, and then uh, my new roommate is uh, Colby Cox, you know, the transfer from Mississippi State. Right. So uh, I've been uh, I've been giving him a lot of crap about last year, but he's glad he's with y'all now. Yeah. Has he learned – let me ask you, has Colby learned the proper technique on downing a ball <laughs> on special teams? Has he learned that yet coming over to Memphis from that, Mississippi that State? The, that was the first thing we went over with him. You know, camp, yeah. this will never happen here. Like, listen, you have to actually down the ball. Like, this is the technique. That was probably one of the craziest moments I've ever had, like, while playing in a game. Because I didn't even know what was going on. I was on the sideline, like, getting ready to go out there. And I see Calvin start running. And I everyone starts freaking out. So, I just start freaking out. But... <laughs> 
I mean, it, it's hilarious, but at the same time, like the 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 real mistake on the field was by the official. You don't wave your hands until you don't you don't call the play off until it's over. Well, that in my opinion, it just shows how smart of a player Calvin is and how come on right great of a player he is. Just a phenomenal. I mean, just the IQ is off the charts with that kind of a play. Incredible. I love him to death. Awesome, man. Well, Jacob, listen, I really appreciate you joining me, man. Um, I know um, the offensive line doesn't get a lot of love um, in the fan base, um, even though everybody knows how important you guys are. Um, but I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited that Tiger fans are going to be able to hear a little bit more from you. And, and I'm excited to see you out on the field again this year. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!